Welcome back. But welcome back, everybody, I guess. Welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's been That's a good. stressful week. A I'm mood. really feeling the corona. I feel um, that. I feel I have corona. I don't have it, no. But I'm feeling the societal toll, I mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the way it's inconveniently affecting my daily life is just getting less fun mm-hmm. and more inconvenient. I agree. I'm ready for it to be over. I agree 100%. Just take the boomers. Let's get done with it. Yeah. But what is exciting is our pod. Our pod, yeah. Yeah. We were thrilled by our last episode's reception. It was fantastic. Um, Actually, it was two episodes ago at this point. Two episodes ago. Our original episodes... The happy birthday, Mr. President. And we assume the Easter's reception will be just as good. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that was a good episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We are now on Spotify. We are on Google Play. And I believe if we aren't on it now, we are in the future going to be on not iTunes, but Apple Podcasts. As they've rebranded As they rebranded, which I think is stupid, but nobody asked me. I certainly didn't. (sighs) I know you didn't. Um, not that that stopped you before, but fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, I I know that only our immediate family and our friends my are listening to this. My family hasn't even listened to it. Oh. They're not going to listen to it. I guarantee you. Probably not. Um, oh well. My mom has certainly taken a spin around the old pod. I love your mother. Um, God, and can showed you have it her on as a guest star. No, she that would... they're not ready. Oh, we'll they're have to really work not. them up. They're... Y'all need at least a month. At least. A you month. don't deserve her yet. Trust um. me. And circulated it around the Henderson County Courthouse, I mm-hmm. guess. So if we get in trouble with the law, that's why. The law. Yes. Yes. Um, but we are not famous. Famous in a small town. Not even, no. I think we are definitely famous. We're definitely 100%. famous. 100%. 100%. Um, what are you drinking? Well, what a fantastic question. I've actually been drinking quite a few beers today. But I'm topping it off. As usual. As I don't I, know why you clarified um, that. I'd like to keep it to one or two, but today has been a three or four day, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And now we are on a, um, it's a Toscana. Mm-hmm. I don't know what year it's from. It was from a twist off bottle. My history and culture of wine class in Italy would have been, uh, the professor would have been real pissed at me to know I was drinking this, but it is getting me there. Yes. Every time in any conversation that comes up, you have to wrap, ah, oh, I studied abroad <sighs> in Italy. When I studied abroad in Italy... I learned so many things. Nothing that you plebeians would ever understand. Speaking of which, your soup. Can you tell us a little bit about your soup? We have to talk. We have to wait a second for the soup because I just think we have to wait. But a good good topic. Why? Because it was was a mess. How, how was your soup? What? Louder? Okay, I'll talk about it. Um, so, if for all of y'all that don't know, I did study abroad in Siena, Italy, which is in Tuscany. And it was wonderful. And one of their best dishes... Now, what did you think about Italians? Okay, can I talk about my soup first? Sure. God. One of their best dishes is called Papal Pomodoro, which is something of the tomato. I'm not a hermit. Bread of the tomato? Mm. I don't know. But essentially, it's tom- it's like bread stew and like stewed tomatoes and... Liquid bread. Essentially. And it sounds bad. And when I made it, it was terrible because I thought I could remake it at home with an American I'm recipe. I'm sure it was not the food's fault. It, I hate you. But 
In Italy, it was the best thing I've ever had, and when I made it yesterday, it tasted like straight-up barf, and I am... Um, and you made it for your family, I like did. for dinner, like a big family sit-down dinner. They, they were so supportive, and it honestly made me feel even worse. And it was honestly like one of my biggest like corona-era breakdowns, because I was like, this... It, it was just, I just feel like it would have not been the same. It would have been somehow better if I had made it in my apartment by myself, but I had to make it at home with my family, which sounds really horrible because I should want to be at home with my family, but no. it's gotten to that point, Hagen. I don't want to be, at, I'll say it. I don't want to be at home with my family anymore. I want to be back. I want to be going to bars. I want to be hanging out with my friends. I want to be going to clubs. I'm so sad. Yeah. Italians. You asked me about Italians. Yeah, well, what did you think about Italians? Um, they're pretty okay people, I think. Um, I've known a couple Italians, let's be honest. All right, well, this this week's version of what kind of racist are we, um, they are Italians aren't cool. a race. At least, okay. what I'm thinking of Italian is more of like a motif okay. of Italians. Um, Nationalist, maybe, you've got me. They're a little, to me, and like, I grew up in the south i've only lived in the south but they were a little rude like i was like mm. like they didn't say they didn't smile they don't smile at you they don't say thank you they don't hold doors for you when they look at you weird if you hold doors for them like they're just they're just rude like mm. at least to me again i think that was really coming from my subjectivity also i was an american so i would also be rude to me and i was rude to other americans Again, I don't really blame them, but it was just an observation. All the Italians I've met have been rather douchey, if I'm being honest. I honestly haven't met that many Italians. Mm. Are you talking about Italian Italians or like Italian Americans? No, like from Italy. Where have you met Italian Italians? On campus. Oh, in Boone? Yes. Oh. I don't know if you know this, but App has... App is the cultural center of the world. It really is. We've had several Italians on campus. Mm. That I've had the, the opportunity of knowing. On App's website is, we have had several Italians on campus. Literally. Cultural diversity. Literally. App is also 94% white. Yeah. Um, hmm. There's something to unpack there, but I don't know if we'll unpack that. Uh, I don't that. think we should unpack that today. No. I don't think we're there yet. We're um, not there yet. We're not there yet. Um, but you wanted to talk about wokeness today. Yes, wokeness yeah. is our theme du jour today. I, I think it's one of our themes. I one like to have a, a serious-ish theme and then like a some fun things that we really want to talk about themes. But this is Hagen's main thing, so I'll let you go. This is my main thing. What's your main thing? Um, recently, and by recently, I mean in the last six months, mm. I have really been turned off by the idea of wokeness. Mm. Um, more particularly, cancel culture. I think that cancel culture is not really helpful. Mm. in progressing anything mm. it doesn't add to the conversation i agree i find it a little um it's it's very like abruptly it's, ending it's, the conversation it's apophatic i think oh my God. um sorry was that word too big for you anyways i think that by canceling someone not only have you ruined plenty of good careers yes i'm talking to you twitter verse you're also not giving a chance for like the human experience to grow mm-hmm. or for people to it's grow incredibly as dividing it really is it is and i think that human beings can grow a lot i mean pulling up some homophobic racist slur from 2010 may not necessarily be a good snapshot of who someone is even if it did happen and yeah. it was certainly a moment 
people have come a long way in the last 10 years for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. And Twitter isn't really a place for intelligent thought anyways. Anyways. It's just a screaming void. It is. And while I think that says a lot about the internal workings. So sorry, y'all. Of how people think and operate. I don't think it necessarily gives us a good snapshot of what is actually going on in people's heads. Mm. And it's not, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't further the conversation at all. Um, It's not like, oh, how can we learn from this? It's, oh, you're canceled. Yeah. For something that you said 10 years ago that we have spent hours digging up just to tear you down. But even if they say, even if it's about a current comment, like, do you really think it's more productive for anyone if someone says something for you to just be like no you're canceled like you're not talking about the issue at all like if you want to disagree that's fine but you have to explain it to someone and you have to detail it because if not you're just being a dick honestly like you're not doing anything and it like definitely feeds this whole like liberal mode that we operate not that everybody operates them obviously but this whole holier than thou mode Of, like, this fake liberal PC culture that I don't really think exists in the real world as much as it does in individual people's minds. Mm. And it's not, I I think I've said this twice, it's not useful. Yeah. And it's not healthy. And it's not how we should treat people, if I'm being honest. I agree. I actually saw Obama talk about this. He talked about it recently. He was like, yeah, it's not helpful and y'all should stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, every millennial in the world was like, Obama the got king canceled. has spoken. Obama just got canceled. Obama just got canceled. I know. It's like, it's and, like the endless sphere. It's like, can, it's like a catch 22. Yeah. Can Obama be canceled? Right. Obama is Obama. And you're letting other people control your own narrative. Mm-hmm. I think that when other people come into your group or your community and you cancel them, you've then controlled the narrative in a way that you're not being authentic to your community. Mm. Like, why would you let Hillary Clinton, per se, control what the gay community or what the black community can say about each other? You've now imported Hillary Clinton's mode of thinking You mean that she something. cancels other people because no, I of... don't think Hillary cancels people, but her whole way of that liberal ethos that she kind of... That whole PC culture... That she controls and like uses, that she lives in, that whole PC culture that she afloats in, isn't your culture. I mean, Hillary isn't black or gay or any other soup of the day. But yet you're now using Hillary Clinton's mode of thinking and digesting to then talk about your way of living and your culture and your way. Mm. And like, who who gives her the right? I mean, use... Use any use yourself. Yeah. I mean, control your own narrative. Don't mm. import someone else's PC culture or someone else's conservative agenda into the way that you think you should be thinking about the issues. Hmm. Huh. Just something to think about. Viewers, in case you don't know this, it's not viewers, I guess it's listeners. Most of a, a good deal of uh, the conversations that Hagen and I have are Hagen telling me something and me sitting here absorbing it and and yeah not really thinking much about it but that was an interesting thought and apricating in it basking in it 
Hagen also likes to hear himself say big words and think that he is the most amazing, smartest, most intelligent man on the face of the planet. So that that's the part of it. Kindest thing anybody's ever said to me. The biggest, <sighs> smartest, most intelligent. Using those big boy I Trump said that adjectives. You thought that, not I. I, I of course think that. I know you think that. Yeah, other people hopefully do. All right. Well, I would like to talk about something that matters. Okay. Um, pizza. Let's talk about it. Let's okay. talk about it. Um, so as you know, here we are in Brooklyn, which is a big pizza town, as mm-hmm. you know. And here in the semi-rural town of Brooklyn, um, there are a lot of pizza places. And I never, like, I, I think I went through this when I lived here in high school, and now I'm having to go back through it again. And like... It's really bringing up a lot of issues that I've also noticed when I was at school because pizza is a big, big college experience thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you agree with me on this. I think that Papa John's pizza is the best pizza, mm-hmm. the best mass marketed, large delivery pizza company in in the country. Despite Papa John's actually being canceled a couple years right. ago. Right, they did have some issues. But yes. if you Which were is... strictly going off of their pizza, mm-hmm. Papa John's. And Papa John's is actually the the least performing major pizza player. Which I don't and understand. The pizza, they're falling behind in the pizza wars. I don't get it. Um, Behind Domino's Disgusting. and Pizza Hut. Oh my god, even worse. Mm-hmm. They've I mean, taken a hit. That Domino's, like... Ugh. Like, the crust is bad because they season it weird. Why do they do that? It's horrible. But pizza, I would... I am trying to think of anything that I would eat, b- like, after I would eat Pizza Hut. Like, if there's anything Vinegar worse. coleslaw. Vinegar coleslaw. The Yankee form of torture. Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, Shoney's. Maybe. I'm trying to think of... Is Shoney still in business? Yeah. The one in Knoxville. They just remodeled it. They remodeled it. For who? For the people who eat Shoney's, obviously. um, People who want their hot fudge cake. Sit down. Dad. They remodeled it for Dad. They want him back. Hunter, come back. Um, Shoney's, you've lost your... I mean, that's not my dad's name. Fred... Oh, God. I'm going to cut that whole thing I don't out. like that. That didn't make you look good. Okay. But, yeah, I agree. And, like, my parents like all these local places. They like Marco's, which is, I think... It's overrated. Over, it is overrated. It's, it's more okay. expensive, and I just think it doesn't taste good. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it, it looks really good, and yeah. I feel like their ingredients are pretty good, but at the end of the day, I won't turn up my good. nose at Marco's, but I yeah. won't order it myself i think it's probably the sec my second like my number two for sure Mm. like if my parents get it i'll definitely get it yeah but i would never order it myself now papa john's i could put an entire papa john's pizza away in no time Mm. and i have and you have and i have it was after some practice so i don't feel bad about it it was great Mm. um but that's just my opinions on the pizza do you have anything to add on the pizza wars no not really um, I'm excited to see competition. I think that makes everybody's mm. pizza better. That's a very capitalist way of looking at things, Hagen. Here's the deal about capitalism. Oh, here we go. Here's the deal. And I do get this criticism a lot. Mm. If the system, if the rules of the game are capitalist, you got to play by the rules of the game mm. or you're not going to eat. You're not going to bring home dinner. Right. But the rules aren't fair. 
And I think if we played by a different game with different rules, the outcome might be better. What a statement. But as we continue to play the capitalist game, you got to play the capitalist rules. So would you say that maybe there are pros to the system? In playing the game, but if we were playing a different game, it would be better. But in the game that we are playing, you would say that competition is one of the pros. You literally just said that you liked capitalism. Or that you liked competition. You just said that. I like competition for pizza. But I don't think that communism and competition are mutually exclusive. Yes, they are. No, I don't think so. If there's only one player producing everything, there's no competition. That's the entire point. Cuba has two different, I mean, Isn't Cuba, like, going kind of off the communism completely? Well, yeah, there's been some mismanagement there. Yeah, okay. But you can have more than one pizza chain in a communist state. I don't think that that's a stretch. Open your eyes. You would not have more than one pizza place in a communist. You wouldn't have pizza. You'd be making bread at your house. That was kind of racist. No, I don't think so. Um, I think that was pretty accurate. I do not think that all poor Latin Americans sit at home and make bread just because they live in a Why did you automatically think of... I was thinking of Russians. Russians are no longer I was thinking of historical Russians. Russia, you really screwed the pooch. You traded authoritarian communism for authoritarian westernism. Which I don't think is a necessarily. I don't think the shift has necessarily. Do. I don't think the shift was was necessarily advantageous. I think they could have done it better, but I definitely don't think that their original scheme was great. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. But the Russians are strong people; they'll bounce back. All right, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so off the um, inevitable capitalist communist argument. Oh, we should talk about the storm that the storm. made us both get pizza. Yes, over Passover. Over Passover, yes. Um, Easter Sunday, to yes. be exact. Yes, Um, So we had Easter together. We right? did. It was actually, when you will hear the previous podcast, is when, it was the day that this storm happened. Yes. Yeah. Um, Had a big windstorm all over the south, God, actually. Yeah. Um, nasty. Mm-hmm. I was laying awake that night, mm. hoping that a tree would take me out of my sleep. <laughs> Unfortunately, that sweet l- relief did not come. I don't understand how. Um, like, your little porch thing would have easily just blown away. God hates me. That's why I didn't get hit by a tree. <laughs> you were close, too. I was close. <laughs> but our power was knocked out. Ours wasn't. <laughs> yeah, and we live half a mile from we each other. We sure do. Um, See what the city likes more. Yes. Well, not that we live in the city, but... <laughs> Continue. Uh, anyway, so a tree must have hit our power line. We mm. lost power mm-hmm. sometime Easter Sunday. Mm. Didn't have it at all Monday. Didn't have it at all Tuesday. Mm. And it's been flickering off and on today. Yeah. Even more frustrating. It's been really frustrating. I mean, doing schoolwork from home, working from home. Mm-hmm. Power goes out for an hour. You've lost your Zoom meeting. You can't really get anything done of substance because you're more worried about hot water or what are you going to cook for lunch because you can't cook bigger concerns when the power goes out than doing your online zoom class right um which let's be honest at this point are useless anyway which are useless anyways some of the professors i think have gotten the drift yeah and have slowly started to pull things back yeah then i have other professors that are just Mm gung-ho about it uh it's different i don't like it very much 
I know UT was like strongly encouraging people like they were like yeah like have zoom sessions have them live have them the time and like the exact class time and like I kind of get it no. and I've kind of appreciate it no I'm gonna go and say that the AC that the synchronous classes are not useful for students because it's not what students signed up for they didn't sign up for the semester to be cut short like this and then to have to go back home mm. or go to their apartments and have to focus on their lives that they're living yeah. outside of school. And then to try to do a Zoom mm. online class at the same time that now other things have come up. The living situation right, isn't true. the same. You're yeah. at home. You're with your family sometimes. You've turned into a caregiver or you're looking after things that synchronous every day at the same time works when you're on campus in a classroom but i don't think it per- translates particularly well no to i this. agree i agree and i think that some professors did a really good job with flexibility mm. and others didn't mm-hmm. and i think that that was very unfair to the professors that mm. didn't that did it every day at the same time because that that's not what the students signed up for i mean but also like and i agree i really do but i mm. also see where like that like the faculty idea of keeping things the same are coming from because I agree that they're not taking into account real life I think what they're trying to do is kind of like reestablish normancy but what they need to realize is that normalcy is out of like it's out completely like it's gone there's nothing left I think they're trying to like keep it a real class quote unquote oh my class is still credible we're doing the same thing every day it's just as good as a real life class Mm. and it's not just as good. And I think we can drop the act and we can do something in the middle Mm. that works for students and also works for the professors. Cause right right now I don't see it going particularly well for the professors either as Mm. I'm looking at it. Yeah. And it's definitely not going well for the students like this. Yeah. So I think in the future there will definitely be more thought about how we can do online classes um, if something like this were to happen again. And it almost definitely will, and in it, my opinion. And it might. Yeah. But I I don't think that doing it every day at the same time, like mm. your Chem 101, yeah, is I, useful I, I think or so helpful too. for the students. And we have to be realistic yeah. about what they need. As much as the professors want to just keep the credibility, keep their class, mm. keep that discipline. Mm. I think that a lot of times professors have this rigorous discipline in their classes because it's really the only control that they have in their life and i get that i like i have control in certain areas of my life that i really value i like things to go a certain way what um i like you know you wake up you want your coffee to turn on at the same time you want to take a shower when you want to take a shower there are areas of our lives that we have control over and we appreciate and i think that for those professors their classes and their work especially is something that we all want to have an immense amount of control over. And with the situation, it's just not possible. It's not going to work for everyone that way. Mm. So I really appreciated some of my professors are doing a a more work-as-you-go thing, which has really been useful. Mm. Yeah, it is really nice. I agree. But it sucks. I really hate it. Yeah, No, I hate it. I miss Boone so much. I really miss Knoxville. I think I told you this morning, I woke up today, and I thought I was in Boone. Boone. And it made me really sad. There was a little bit of grief mm. in the life that I didn't lose, but that's been put on pause. Mm. Like, I didn't come full term. Like, it wasn't like 
But, so the semester's winding down for the summer. It stopped. Full stop. I miss my friends. I miss waking up when I want to. I miss getting my coffee at E! News. I miss coming back to campus and doing work and seeing my professors and going to office hours. And that life is gone. And I think it's okay to be sad about that a little bit and to grieve a little bit for the loss of that. I think that's a a natural, normal feeling. And I was going to say, like, I I honestly think you did lose it because in my experience, every single semester is a completely different way Mm -hmm. of life. Like, even if you don't move, even if your friends are the same, like, it doesn't matter. Like, for Mm -hmm. some reason, I have never had two semesters, even consecutively, go even a little bit the same. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just like... Even that little, like, class schedule shift, like, it completely throws your entire, like, routine into a whole nother direction. And, like, you're never going to have that back, especially since you moved. Like, you're never going to have it back. Because your routine is influenced by your classes, which influences your life. And And it feels a little different every semester. Um, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's completely different. No, it's completely different. But there there are some differences. Um, And I just miss... You know, the daily things. Mm. I miss being able to drive from one end to the other of Boone, getting something and coming back. I don't do that here. It feels different. I mean, you shop at different stores. Mm. It's not my preferences anymore. It's not like I know what I like on this one aisle of this one store. You shop at different grocery stores, you mean. There are no stores. You're right. It's just different. You have to readjust and find new things. And it's a little unsettling because we all like, we're creatures of habit, you know. Yeah. I like my habit. Yeah. I don't think that's that's fair to say for anybody. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would like to talk about something that we did last night. What oh, did... that sounded really bad. Never mind. Something we watched last night. Yeah, we watched a movie together. We did. What movie? Steel Magnolias. <gasps> One of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. If we weren't using my phone to record, I would play you some of the intro music we can't do that for copyright oh crap shoot what if we say that we wrote it no they'd still sue us who is gonna sue us for a 30 year old i know you're right they still would oh oh they got money they would they got people that look for it i know dolly will knock on her door honestly i would do it if dolly Parton knocked on my door hell fucking yes sorry continue no i was gonna say still magnolias is probably one of five movies that make me cry it is so good which is, is funny. I feel like in real life, I'm a very real life emotive crier. Mm. I cry at everything God, all the time. what a mood. But movies don't always hit me in the same way. I don't mm. know why. They used to. Now I'm a little numb. I don't mm. know if that's whole like that whole violence culture and our video games mm. seeping I'm into our life. I'm actually the exact opposite. I never mm. used to cry at movies. And then now all of a sudden it's like, no. And there are movies that get me. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Everyone has their movies. Yeah. Like, and I'd, I'd say like. I mean, Steve Magnolias is up there as a good crier. Um, Hotel Rwanda. Oh my goodness, what a brutal movie. It really does. Like when the nuns are carrying the children Mm. and the French flag and they're begging to put them on the bus Mm. and they say, no, only nationals. It it makes me cry. Like every time the nuns, uh, God bless the nuns. Mm. They're really doing God's, whether there's a God or not, the nuns are doing God's work. Confirmed. We are Marshall gets me every single time. God. What movie? We Are Marshall. I've never seen that. Oh my gosh. So the Mar- it was like in the 70s, I think. Mm-hmm. The entire Marshall University football team was killed in a plane accident. 
and in the movie, the new head coach, because the coach also died, was, it was, like, the entire football team and, like, most of their staff. Like, it was crazy. And it was, Marshall's not a big town, so it just, like, destroyed the town, essentially. Mm. And uh, the new football coach got, like, a new team together, and I think by the next year, like, they, like, the next season, they won a game. Which sounds really bad. Like, you'd be like, oh, no, like, you can win a game. But to rebuild an entire program from scratch and to have nobody and to like like I mean cuz how do you get players to come like you're like like we you don't have you don't have a reputation you don't have a staff you don't have a seasoned coach like there's no reason to come and you know yeah. that you're going to probably going to be on a team that's going to lose constantly like mm-hmm. it's incredible oh god i cry every single time mm-hmm. other <sighs> movies that make me cry harvey milk Oh my lord! When he gets shot, that'll at do the it. Very end. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll mm-hmm. do it. Believe it or not. Um, just finished reading his um biography. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't an autobiography. That Har- makes sense. Right, Harvey Milk. What an icon! What a social reformer. Mm. Um, cared about the elderly, mm. cared about the poor, cared about hungry people, and the gays. Yeah, well, yeah, the gay, the gays, the gays, the gays. What a man that knew how to work a system from the inside out. I admire that. I think mm. revolutionaries are good, but the best revolutionaries are the ones that work inside I the agree, system. Actually, and then blow it up at the end. Yeah, they work within the narrative, and then when no one's looking, they wreck it. And now you're living in a new narrative. Like mm. I love that. Um, I actually still cry at Titanic. I know it's really like I can't ridiculous. get through it. It is so long. Like, can you imagine if you were like alive in '97 and you went and saw it and like sat through a movie for three and a half hours like god it's so long and Mm -hmm. god the second half of it is brutal it's the only interesting part but it is brutal death Mm -hmm. death death it's so good though such a good movie i I will say the main motif or theme that really gets me to cry in a movie is not when like a lover dies or like anything like that but it's really like parent child scenes Mm. Or, like, the parents and the children get separated. Ooh. That is really, like, in every and good like, in every good Nazi movie. The Hunters. And, or like, hunters. The Hunters. That's a good one. Oh, my God. In any good Holocaust movie, the parents and the children get separated. Yeah. That's really emotive. That's sad. Even in Blackfish, when they separated the mother oh whale from the baby oh whale. Oh, my God. That made me cry because, you know, the baby whale is screaming and the mom's like, where's my baby? Anything like that. Always a tearjerker. Don't know if I had some trauma I can't remember, but mother-child separation gets me. Land Before Time. What? Did you ever see Land Before Time? At some time. Oh, you know, my God. With Littlefoot. Littlefoot and his mother died. Yeah. That's, I, and she was like, same motif, it's yeah. going to be okay, Littlefoot. I'll always be with you. I'm tearing up right now. It's so sad. But anyway. Long pause um, for the drama long and the sob. Long pause for the drama. God, I feel like there's like a big movie that I am just straight up missing, but I really can't. Yeah, I think Steel Magnolias is probably the one I watch the most regularly. Mm. Um, but if you don't know anything about Steel Magnolias, we'd, we should actually talk about it besides talking about how sad it is. I think um, all of our listeners, I hope, know what Steel Magnolias is. I, if no, I, I would right, say. What else are we going to talk about? That. Va- I, what else would we talk about? You've already talked a lot about other things. Okay, let's talk about Steel Magnolias. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's basically just like, is it 
six southern women in Louisiana? Six? Something like that. It's six A to couple eight. of old birds. Yeah, but they're basically just Starring like, Sally Field. Sally Field. Olymp- Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Dolly Parton. Olympia Dukakis. Olympia Dukakis. Shirley MacLaine. And Daryl Hannah. Hannah. Yeah, so it's six. Um, and it follows their lives. Yeah, and they're just, they go through a lot. And it, had, when Mom and I actually figured it out, it's only over like three years. Yeah. But it's just, oh, it's so good. And it's like so heartfelt. And the one-liners are freaking awesome. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Good writing Some of the stuff. best quotes I think I've ever used are from that movie. I love them. But mm-hmm. it's a fantastic movie. Would 100% recommend Get some tissues. You will cry. Better watch it. We won't spoil it for you, but it's a must-see. It's a must-see. Southern classic. It really is. It really, really is. Like up there with Gone with the Wind. I, I'm going to say it. I think it's above Gone with the Wind. That's controversial. I agree. My dad would shoot me if he heard me say that. Mm-hmm. But I think Gone with the Wind's a little much. I also don't know if I've ever actually seen it all the way through. Oh, it's wonderful. It's so long. And I also want to read the book first. Mm-hmm. Sisterhood. Of the Yaya, what's that movie called? Traveling, wait, no. The Yaya, no. Divine Secrets of the Yaya yeah, Sisterhood. Also, great movie. Yeah. Southern must watch. Has yeah. Sandra Bullock in it. It's like if, if it's like if Steel Magnolias was a Sandra Bullock movie. Yes, like an is. early Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. movie. It really is. I will say, oh, Hope Floats does make me cry too. Oh my lord. That's another mother-daughter thing. Sandra mm. Bullock's a mother. She has this little daughter. The dad leaves them on, like, this TV Jerry Springer show. Um, and then go back to live with Sandra Bullock's mom, who's played by this phenomenal actress who's, um, escapes my, my memory. Wow. And the whole movie is about how the daughter resents the mom. This little girl, this, like, second grader, resents the mom because she thinks it's mom's fault mm. that daddy left. Um, oh, in reality, that's not true, but that's what the little girl yeah, believes. because how do you explain it to them? Yeah, and it tears Sandra Bullock up Mm. and Sandra Bullock actually gets really frustrated with it that the daughter you know has this much not hate not in it resent resentment for Sandra Bullock because she thinks that Sandra Bullock is the reason daddy left and at the very end of the movie the dad comes back to get the divorce papers and the little girl goes daddy daddy I've waited for you all year I've waited for you and she runs upstairs to pack her suitcase he leaves and the dad doesn't want her he meets her at the car and the dad looks at her and goes you know i just got with this new woman Mm -hmm. and we need this time for ourselves Mm -hmm. and the little girl is dumbfounded and crying and the dad looks at sandra bullock and goes aren't you gonna help me out Mm -hmm. and sandra bullock just sits there yep and she watches the little girl chase the car yeah down the sidewalk and i can't help But, like, think what's going on in that character's head. The mom that she's watching this little girl. Her little girl who obviously doesn't really want to live with her. She'd rather be with her dad. But it's really just because of that misunderstanding that the girl doesn't see what the dad is really doing. Yeah. And at the end, I think the little girl gets it. And, you know, Sandra Bullock, like the good mom, goes and picks the little girl up off the road and carries her back in. And I think it's really tender really sweet at the end the movie's hope floats i don't know if i said just in case yeah you just inside just in case yeah beautiful movie Mm. everything i love in a sandra bullock movie we were actually and we've talked about it before but it's so interesting that like sandra bullock romantic comedies are like built on tragedy Mm -hmm. like almost all of them like hope floats 
practical magic, divine secrets. Like, they're all built around this, like... Miscongeniality? Miscongeniality, I think, is an exception. Oh. Honestly. It's still a good one. So it is still a great one. Yeah. But it was definitely, like, coming out of that era of, like... I feel like... Um, even, like, while you were sleeping, like, she was just a pathetic... I, yeah. I'll say it like character like she didn't have a life her dad died and he was the only thing she really had it's just this idea of like this interesting idea I think of like basically living through a tragedy and then just like but also it just being really heartfelt and fun like you've got mail is not like that like it's just heartfelt and fun you know yeah. so is when Harry met Sally and I like that but like it's just so interesting that that's how Sandra Bullock. You, I think you are. identify with Sandra Bullock a little bit. Sandra Bullock. I don't know. If always I do. plays this like nerdy outcast girl, um, who's secretly kind of pretty on the DL. Oh, thanks so much. And then kind of falls into this guy, but also being booky and quirky and herself. Ugh, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh huh. That's you in a nutshell. Ugh. And also, who Sandra Bullock generally plays in a movie, although cheer up your narrative Sandra Bullock generally lands herself a guy so wow you're welcome that was scalding thank you so much for that review yeah so in other words I'm Sandra Bullock before all the nice things happen to her but the nice things will happen as Dolly Parton says Dolly Parton doesn't say that she always you know what I can't stand about Dolly Parton oh watch it I know. I know. Dolly Parton can't get canceled even though she should. What? Um, I know. It's like it's like talking bad about Beyonce or Oprah. I okay. think they're a little overrated. One, you can't just say that cancel culture is wrong and then start not canceling people because that's essentially what you're doing. But also, what is it? What well, I it even know. happened when we watched Two Magnolias the other. I think I just don't like Dolly Parton's brand sometimes, which is always Let's look for the positive spin on this. Mm. Like, even during the Sia Magnolia's movie, where they're crying about whatever, mm. Dolly Parton always has to get her brand line in, which is like, well, I'm going to look at the bright side, or I'm going to be happy about this little bit. Which is what we God see a lot of her dead. on Twitter and Instagram, especially mm. during, you know, the whole corona. Well, guys, look at the bright side. I'm still here, mm. and we're going to have a good time. Which, of course, there's a place for that in the world. We can't all be mopey dopey ducks all the time we do have to look at the bright side but i also think dolly that it's okay to just be sad in the moment and it's okay to not always at the end of a conversation when someone says something bad well here's the bright side i feel like it's a little invalidating and sometimes a little disingenuous like you don't always have to look did you just call dolly parton disingenuous i know the woman with size double f fake tits disingenuous go figure um But, like, it's okay, Dolly, to just be in the moment, and there doesn't always have to be a a nice spin on it or a a look at the bright side. I really dislike that, especially in, like, this southern way mode that we live in sometimes. I'm searching for another word to not repeat over, but mode. You just keep saying mode. This whole southern thought where there's, oh, let me complain for a minute, but, and then someone else is going to go, well, here's the bright side, at least you got this. There's a place for that. And I always think we should be looking for the happiness. But it's also okay to n- not have a bright side. Because sometimes there isn't. Or we don't want to hear that right now. 
Well, I think the problem that you've run into immediately is that you're not looking at Dolly Parton as a brand, which is what she is. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Dolly Parton to death. I think no, she's done some I, fantastic... I said she was Can a I brand. Can I say something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she's a fantastic person. Um, I really do. And I think she's done some great things. Um, but she's always lived her life as, like, I am going to be a certain way, and I'm not really going to go off of that. Like... She's always saying shit like that. She's mm-hmm. always she always looks the way she does. Like mm-hmm. it's it's all it's the butterflies. It's the color scheme. Like it's always there She's all the always time. On brand. It's a marketing campaign, yeah. is what it is, and that's okay, I think. But like, she's McLovina. She um yeah yeah she yeah. is. She's the logo, the jingle, the yeah. butterfly. Yeah. And I also just still think that it's necessarily a bad thing to have someone that's positive all the time because you're right. I don't think that they're. I mean, there are always people who aren't positive all the time. You know, it's just what she wants to do. And I'm cool with that. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about Dolly. That's right. I do admire that whole Dolly Parton. What would you call it? That. That. Oh, I pulled myself up from my bootstraps. Mm-hmm. American dream mm-hmm. thing that she has going for her mm-hmm. coats of many colors. I was poor. Mm-hmm. Works for her. It it does. Yeah. It does work for her and, yeah. and her favor. Yeah. Um, which is great. Yeah. But I also don't think that that's always a constructive way that we can view poverty. Not that we need to get into that. We definitely don't. We don't. Good for Dolly. That's and, that's and, how we're gonna leave it. Good for yes, Dolly that she like pulled that. herself up from her bootstraps and that life's always a bucket of sunshine. Don't I, know if that I, captures the real I think American Dolly spirit. Dolly Parton knows that life is not always a bucket of sunshine. I think she knows that. She grew up in a house with like 12 people. She didn't have shoes. Like, I think she gets it. Dolly um, Parton, more controversial than you thought. No, really? Uh, honestly. Well, if you would have given me more time to flush out wokeness. You know, if you... I'm not going to say anything. What else is on that list? Um, Over the Hedge fandom. Oh, yeah. Oh, here, let's clap to get back on. Oh, nice. Um, Where's my Over the Hedge fandom? <laughs> I saw Over the Hedge, I think, on your desk the other day. You did. I don't know Wait, where Wait, can that... we talk about how yeah. it was a two-part of a, also the B-movie? With the B-movie. It was the B-movie. The B-movie fandom, still strong. Still strong, because... Rapping. I'm going to say it. We can go back to Over the Hedge in just a second. B-movie slaps, and I'll find anyone who says otherwise. I think that's a fan-fucking-tastic movie. Not always age appropriate for your kids. Oh, definitely not. I should grown not have been watching movie. that growing. No, grown, grown no. Up movie. But so good. Sorry, continue. So, so over good. the hedge. Where's the over the hedge fandom? Mm. Um, B movie still going strong. Mm-hmm. Shrek, Shrek is God knows God, how old. So fucking big. It's like twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. Open season still. Ha- they do mm. books now. Do they? Uh, yeah. Oh, I think um, open season needed to die. I'll say it. Where's Over the Hedge? Where I honestly it? feel like it was a great movie, great character, I agree. dynamic, good plot points. Fun, funny lines. Fu- funny lines. And yeah. well-developed. And really good cast, honestly. Really good cast. You know they worked on a banging storyboard. Oh, yeah. It was meticulously put together. Oh, I agree. I don't think it got the credit it deserves. I also, yeah, I agree. I, agree. I think that movie, I haven't seen it in a while. I bet it still holds up today. I bet it does. Mm-hmm. Universal yeah. themes. Yeah. Who doesn't love it? Yeah. Not a period piece. It's no. Transcends. Mm-hmm. Over the Hedge, transcendent. Honestly, a lot of DreamWorks movies yes. are. Actually, Over the Hedge, 
the Amer- that's the American experience. It is very authentic. I agree. That is ex- that is, is authentic. authentic. I, More authentic than so. Dolly Parton. Sure. Yeah. More real. More real than Dolly. I mean, a lot of things are. I yeah. love her to death, but yeah, a lot of things More real. are. More yeah. real than Dolly. Yeah, I agree. I miss it. You miss Over the Hedge? I miss Over the Hedge. I wish we could go back. Mm. I don't know when that movie came out. I wish we could go I, back. I'm going to say like 2007. 2007. Around the say. same time Percy Jackson came out. Oh my god. I, I saw that movie recently. I don't understand how they could take such a fantastic book series, such a hot male lead and Pierce Brosnan. I think he was, and I absolutely, think he was like 16 in that movie. I don't um, think you're I was like to say 13 it. when that movie you're came right. out. So I need you to sit back down because he would still have been a cradle snatcher at that point. So yeah. And he still looks 16. <whistles> he he's 30 hot. now. Still looks 16. God, he's so good looking. Mm-hmm. So good Jailbait. That's what we call that. Oof, that's a good, I that's the actually a really, that, uh, honestly though, I don't, but even on him, like on him, it mm-hmm. looked good. Yes. Like good. I miss the straight fit jeans and Mm-mm. the converse, the frumpy hoodie. You were such like an emo kid though. I know. Like I really that was, was your aesthetic. That was my aesthetic. Big oof. Converse, straight fit jeans, Ugh. frumpy sweatshirt hoodie. God. That long, shaggy hair. Ugh. A little skinny, a little malnourished. Mm-mm. Very pale. What a look. Very pale. Very Vlad Todd. Oh, I love those books. I miss do you, Vlad Todd. Do you remember Todd. The, the covers? Yes. That's the That's aesthetic. That's exactly 2008. What it is. God, those were um, good. Twilight touched on that aesthetic. With what? With the first movie. You don't think Bella... I, they were trying. It was mm, on the outs. It was it was on the very outskirts. I think it, it was, was on the outs. I think it was on the when very the books outskirts. Were written, they were in the end. Mm. And if you read the books through the 2008 lens when they were published, you get it. In the movies, Hagen loves Twilight. I do love Twilight so much. So many good threads there, but on the outs when the movies. By the time the movies were produced, mm. for example, did you know that Stephanie Meyer, God. author of Twilight, wanted to cast who was the guy in Superman? Oh. Henry. Wait, which guy? Henry. In Smallville or Superman? In Superman, Superman. Superman, Superman? The Super- Christopher the... Reeves? No, the new Superman. Superman v. Batman. The new Superman movie. Superman v. Henry Batman. Calvin. Oh, oh, Henry Cavill. Hen- like, yes. current Superman. Current, yes. That's oh, what I yeah. Meant. I'm sorry. I she forgot. wanted to cast him, but by the time the movies got picked up, he was too old for the part. I don't think he would have done well, honestly. No, but like back in his early days, okay, maybe that was the Edward aesthetic, and Robert Pattinson fell into that mm. for sure. He did, mm-hmm. but when the books were first written, she had him in mind to do the movies. How interesting, right? Wow, just shows how like long in the works those were. Yeah, it was a two thousand and eight aesthetic. Yeah, but it was just produced later. Unfortunate. I would have liked to see it in its true light. Call Stephanie Meyer. I really we should because go I got her vision. I truly, after years of vision. studies, I have dissected after these years books. Of study, Hagen I is actually know them. a Twilight miner. Yes, I probably know these books just as well as Stephanie Myers. I agree. I I don't I doubt mean, it. Honestly, I know every plot. I know she every underlying them. subtone. Yeah. I know every theme. I motif. think once I was watching one of them, and I sent you like a random screenshot, and you could tell which one it was. In verbatim quota. Pro- yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, it was it was crazy. It's like those it was terrifying. There's actually um, poetry 
professors and they pick their life and they study one poet for their entire life. Like Prowse. Is that his even, name? I don't know who it is. Like, I don't, I don't like Prowse, poetry. Anyways, they pick one poetry person and they study their life's work mm. for their entire life. And they, they know their shit. Kid you not, they know their shit. They do. They, mm-hmm. I hope they do. God, it's your whole life. That's right. Like, I have a professor. His entire life's work is on, I think it's Ecclesiastes. <gasps> he knows his Ecclesiastes. Like, mm, whole life's work on that one book. And it's not a long book in the Old Testament. Yeah. Sorry, in the Hebrew Bible. We're de-Christianizing that book. Oh, my Lord. Um, in the Hebrew Bible. Because it's shared by many faiths. It's the cornerstone That's true. Of many it faiths. is. That's true. I'll give it to you. Um, and I don't think it's right for Christians to take that and claim it as their own. It's not the Old Testament. It's still relevant. We're not... We're not supersessionists. <laughs> it's still relevant. It's still relevant for a large. It's still mm. relevant for a large section. For a mo- for We're a, not a Pauline good... supersessionists. Mm. That book is still relevant for billions of people. Right. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. But anyways, he knows his Ecclesiastes. Don't tell me he doesn't. No, I hope he does. He does. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, I think it would be fun to study literature, but I can't imagine mm. studying. Even if it was, like, one of my favorites, like Steinbeck, I can't even imagine studying only him for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And he's written several books on it. Yeah. Several books. Actually, he might do a little bit of all the wisdom texts, now that I'm thinking about it. He might do, he might touch on Proverbs, mm. but only as it relates to Ecclesiastes. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is relevant, but for Ecclesiastes. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right, right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. But like, how many times can you read that damn book? I can't. I can't even get through it. He can probably recite it. Probably. Hope so. <sighs> Line and verse. Yep. Ohio. Ohio. Wait, we need to bridge into Ohio a little bit before How are we, we just say do that? Ohio. I, okay. I don't know. Um, the other day I was. What? Why were we talking about Ohio? Because I think we. I brought flag! it up. I brought it, it up. It was a flag. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we were talking. We Hagen actually mm-hmm. sent me a picture. Of the Ohio flag. No, I didn't. I just said Ohio has a great flag. No, I said Ohio has a more American American flag flag than than the America does. That is verbatim. Ohio out America's America in the flag flag. department. It is great. I still think it looks a little maritime. In case you don't know, Ohio is one of the only two flags to be um, a, a triangle. Now, I'm certainly not a vexillological. Oh, my God. Is that the word? A vexillological. I don't know. Like a tar- cartographer. You're the most pretentious person. Thank you. A vexillological. Okay. I'm not one of those. Okay. But Nepal and maybe one other state are the only two countries in the world to have non-square flags. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Now... To be fair, a lot of countries have flags that are different ratios. Like, the mm. French flag is a ratio of three to one. I think the American flag, don't quote me, is like four to five or something. Oh. But, so, the ratios of the triangles are different. Like the, the, Nether- the rectangles. Yes, of the yes, rectangles, yeah. sorry. Like, the Netherlands flag and the French flag, even though they look, they've got a similar color pattern. Mm. Even that of the Russian flag, their ratios are different. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Not all the same, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but Nepal and somewhere else, I think Nepal has a triangular flag, oh. um, which is two different triangles sewn together oh. and somewhere else has a different flag. But for the most part, they're all squares and right. that's for the most part everywhere too. Yeah. Like even among the United States, these United States, yeah, 49 
U.S. states mm-hmm. have square flags or square rectangular flags, however you want to parse it. Right. Except for Ohio. Their flag, now it's got a fancy shape name, like a mathematical shape name. Do I know that name? No. Oh, my God. Anyways, it's like a circle on the front, right? Mm-hmm. And then it turns into a split chevron triangle thing. Right. I don't I don't know what you call that mathematically. Yeah. But it's certainly a shape that exists. Right. Obviously, because they have it. Um, but anyways, the color scheme is really what out America is the America, right? I mean, it's the same color scheme. Yeah. It's but just the way that they did it. It's the way it's presented. The colors are nice. presented. They're in your face. They're bold. There's stars. There's red. There's, there's white. There's on. blue. Hard to follow. It's more America than the American flag. I agree. Mm. I agree. But I was, uh, when he showed me that, I looked it up. And I said, wow, that's ironic considering Ohio is probably one of the most desolate places I can think of. You know I had a roommate from Ohio. You did. I that's did. true. But he was actually from Winston. No, he was actually from um, Mills River. Mills River. But he's originally from Ohio. Right. Mills River, Brooklyn. Mills River, Brooklyn. Where he's originally from Ohio. Yes. Originally from Ohio. What an interesting man. I know. Love love him to death. I won't name drop him. Nah. Save him from embarrassment. Nah. Probably one of the most interesting human beings you'll ever meet or live with. Still holds a very big place in my heart. Oh my goodness. Oh, miss you, buddy. I miss, like, each of us drinking a six-pack and then passing out. One of the guys. With one of the guys. You drank a six-pack and then passed out? We were drinking Sierra Nevada fortified stout okay but beer's heavier too i didn't pass out because i was that's true i didn't you black out can't yeah i couldn't stay awake no mm. trust me i i didn't black out it was just mm. six ipas yeah like i had just eaten an entire loaf of bread right passed out asleep and happy right and happy once hagan and i were in a bar and he had had what a pitcher and a half and then he looked at it me. It wasn't even that much beer. No, it was I like. I think it was the vo- the rate at which we okay. were drinking it. But to be fair, you drank like a picture and a half and then you looked at me and then barfed into a cup. After- Badass <laughs> moment. Okay, let me let me break this down. Let me break this down the for you. scene, Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes, Cool Beans. Cool Beans. We'll rep them. Sponsor us Cool yes, Beans. Yes, sponsor us Cool what Beans. What a lovely. You can oh. smoke in there. Yeah, you can. Oh, it's God. A cool love bar. it. Uh, it is a cool ass bar. I like it. We get there. Early, mm. like at like nine, mm-hmm. nothing to do, mm-hmm. nobody there. You know, we start to drink. We show do. We start. We start with pitchers. Yes. Um, I think it was more than a pitcher and a half. We no, went back and we forth several we, times. Or was we that were, the next time we, we were went? sharing pitchers? We were on our third one, so we had probably yeah. had about a pitcher each. About a pitcher. I might have been a drink ahead of you. You were. That's true. You were a drink ahead. Maybe of you. even more. Yes. I don't even remember. But. Th- the amount of alcohol I don't think was the issue, except that we were sitting there. Not doing anything. Talking, just sitting, not yeah. doing anything. I think we had had moving. dinner at like five. We had had dinner at five. Yeah. And just drinking, because mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Throwing it back, throwing it back, mm-hmm. talking, drunk calling some of our exes. I didn't do that. I just cried. Like yeah, a respectable person. Yeah, you did just person. cry. God, what a buzzkill. I know. Um. <sighs> It's okay. I've grown out of that phase. No, you haven't. I have actually. I'm very proud of myself. It's been a rough few years, month. Few years. Few it, years. it has been a rough few years, but it's been a very rough few months, y'all. Mm-hmm. But so we're drinking. We're drinking. You get up to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, and I think even before you went up to go to the bathroom, I said, "Marilyn, I'm done." <laughs> 
You're go, right. It was... <laughs> go ahead, yeah. You did. I said... Because I know I'm not... I try not to be too messy when we're out in public. Mm. Home's different. Ugh, Let loose. Lord. As you know. But in public, I'm not going to be so messy that I can't get in a car and go home. So I go, Mary Lynn... And I, w- I didn't think we needed to be in a rush either. I no. did think I was fine. Yeah. Because I was counting. And to be honest, I hadn't had that much to drink. Yeah. So I think I just felt bad. So I was like, don't yeah. rush. Go to the bathroom. Come back. Finish your beer. Yeah. By all means, don't leave a beer on the table. I would never. No. And then we'll go. We'll yeah. call an Uber and we'll go. Yeah. You go to the bathroom. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm really feeling sick Bad. to my stomach. Oh, God. Like, it wasn't even drunk as much as there was so much going on. It, I wasn't vomiting from the alcohol. There was so much going on yeah. in there. Yeah. And I was like, well, gosh, Hagen, relax, light a cigarette. It'll help. Like, mm-hmm. it'll help you sober up because I thought that was the problem. Yeah. Just have a cigarette, sit down, and you'll be fine. You come back. You're a little buzzed. I am. You come back. You You wander through. A couple more people are filtering in at this point. That's true. I think it was like 10 at this yes. point. Still early. Still for, so still early. so early for Cool Beans. Oh, God. Um, and you slide back in. And I don't I don't remember if I said anything. Because I was I just think you focusing did. on trying. I didn't know why I was feeling that oh, bad in that moment. And all of a sudden, I knew in my heart, even though my body didn't know, I knew I was going to throw up. Oh, God. So... I pick this empty beer glass up. Oh, God. And at this point, I must have been looking a little queasy. Hmm? Not not blacked out, but queasy. Because hmm? the girls behind me, or in front of you, behind you, but in front of me. Oh, my God. Who were also drunk. Yeah. Noticed that I looked queasy. And they start to stare at me because they know something's about to happen. <laughs> and I, I make eye contact because was... they're nosy. Yeah, they are. They're nosy. I'm just trying to have my beers. I pick up my solo cup. It was a clear solo oh, cup, yeah. right? Class. Class. Cool beans class. Lift it to my lips. Blow chunks in it. Vomit. What? Go. God. Dry heave into that. No, I don't think I dry heave. You heaved. didn't it was dry heave. You, you literally just went. And then what? put it back down. Into the cup. Filled it up about halfway. I didn't halfway. even know what had happened. You, she didn't notice. I was like, what? And I what? set it down. That warm cup of throw up. What? On the table. Those girls. Those girls were impre- grossed out, but you know they were impressed. Yep. Who can keep it together like Hagen? No. Like Gaston. No Nobody one vomits in a bar like Gaston. Like Hagen. <laughs> I will never uh, be called messy again in my life. Oh. I set that down. It was warm. And you go, Hagen, did you just throw up in that <laughs> cup? And you're like swaying a little bit. <laughs> you're feeling yourself. And I said, yeah. I said, yeah, I did. Wiped my mouth. Ugh, on my jacket. That is gross. Eventually got the stain out of that jacket because I love it. Ugh. And we yeah. left. And that was that. What Did I night. throw up at all after that? No. No, actually. Not didn't. in that Uber car. God knows. No. Not when we got... Because by the time I got home, I had some water. Mm. And I was feeling... I was still drunk. Yeah. But I was feeling a lot better. That's what usually happens when you pee. Yeah. Except for the few times a few times that well, I did not feel better. I think that sometimes when you get so drunk, your body rejects the alcohol, which yeah. is trying to throw up. Yeah. But I think in this instance it was just the beer like the quantity of beer that my body was trying to get rid of not necessarily the alcohol right but we'll never know we'll We'll know it's like it's like that time i threw up a whole raw (gasps) pasta noodle we have to tell the story last story for today yes we have to tell the story i i i need to tell the story so our friend 
Jacob. Jake, friend of the pod. Jake, friend of the pod. Potty. Who is also trying to get his own podcast off the ground. With me, may I add. Which With is hilarious. Because I was talking, we were talking about this to him earlier. I have no idea how any of this works. I'm just here. You just sit and talk. I just I love talk. It. I don't love do it. anything. And he's like, we just have to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I can assure you that we do not just have to do this, this, and this. And this, this is Jacob of Twittergate, poor. by the way. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Jacob also wanted me to tell you that when I say a friend, it's usually one of three people because apparently I don't have that many friends, which I found dick. offensive. Parody, yes! don't sue me. Yes, it was offensive, Jacob. I know. I say terrible things, but they're never personal. You literally said I was Sandra Bullock before the happiness. But there's a happy ending like Dolly Parton. Oh, Look at the bright side. Let's not fool ourselves. But here, I never. Jake, I would name. like to say that while I pick on your opinions and I maybe pick on everything that you, you stand definitely for. Definitely do. I don't pick on you. You do, but for some reason, it's it not different. as hurtful. It I agree. I'm, thought, I'm more thoughtful about how I tear you down. years more training. Yeah. Like, years. Mm-hmm. Like, Jacob, I've only known for four... Oh, my God, I've known Jacob for four years. Oh, my no, God. No, you haven't. He was one of the first people I met at UT. <laughs> Bar. God, you're so old. We're both so We're old. So, so, but I remember you're when you so started UT. Old. God, oh now you're graduating. God. If you pass, nope. if we pass this corona. Oh God, probably not. Um, oh my God, pasta noodle. So anyway. No, wait. We're going to talk about Jacob's podcast that he's getting off the ground. Yes, about something. I don't know. He wants to talk about he hasn't reviews. Picked a theme. Not that we have a theme. Um, but if I'm going to be in it, it's going to be great. So maybe look out for it. Maybe look out for it. I would like to add, since we gave him his plug, mm. it's funny that Jacob. All of a sudden has such an interest in podcasts after we publish our first podcast. That's all I'm saying. It's a coincidence. I'm not going to say that he hasn't mentioned it before because he definitely has. But it's certainly been ignited by us. I think so. I think... He wants to be me. I think he had a similar mindset that I did, that it, we would talk about it forever, but it would never happen. But now that he realizes now that, that... We've made I, our dream made the happen, reality. But what he doesn't realize is that the it's only reason... Work. Yes. And the only reason we did it in the first place is because we are literally stuck in this town. There's nothing to do. We can't go anywhere. I can't even go to the freaking library. Like, we can't do anything and he's a little butthurt over that he definitely is we love you jacob though anyway so jacob speaking of things that we we're never actually going to get to this recipe the recipe or the story well speaking of places that we can't go you know that suzanne went to go buy groceries yes today Uh uh-huh and in front of the fresh market she had to go to the fresh market because our favorite chinese place is closed Uh uh-huh and they wouldn't let her into the fresh market until she put a face mask on are you serious? I am dead serious. She didn't have a face mask. She literally had to get a shirt from her car and wrap it around her head. You know that if there's one grocery store that's going to do that, it's going to be Fresh Market. It is. Honestly, I'm amazed it's Harris the times Cedar we're didn't living do it. In. Yeah. And it's Fresh Market. Come it's on. Fresh Market. I mean, they're like, ugh, they probably don't want regular poor people to blow on stuff. Yeah, like, God knows. No. 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 No, they want their Hillary Clintons in there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you don't look like you live in a golf course community... You are not allowed in there to breathe on things. With this fake liberal white ethos that I am so over. It's not real. I Mm. know. But anyway, so Jacob and Hagen are huge fans of Bon Appetit. They love it. I do. Well, to be fair, I don't read the magazine. I just watch the funny videos. Oh my God. A few years at Thanksgiving, Hagen usually comes to Thanksgiving with me. He watched 
phone appetite videos the entire week. We were there published- for a week, Hagen. And that's all you did was watch Bon Appetit videos. Because they published them all at Thanksgiving because it's a big food holiday. Oh, my God. Anyway. And plus, it was my birthday. If I want to watch Bon Appetit, I certainly have the right. That's true. Well, Jacob got this idea in his head that he could make us white pesto. Wait, we need to loop back to what the story is even about. The pasta noodle. I threw up a whole raw pasta noodle. Hagen threw up a whole raw pasta noodle. Spoiler. So, Jacob decides that he's going to make... White pesto at my Alfredo. apartment. There's cheese. No, it wasn't. It was just white pesto. But there is cheese in it. It doesn't matter. It's, it's oh. not white. Alfredo, that's not a thing. Alfredo is not a thing. Sorry, but miss. Anyway, I went to Italy. It's not. It's an American invention. Pesto isn't. Yeah, I know. Oh. But anyway. Um, and the reason it was white pesto was because it had like a ton of ricotta cheese in it, which honestly should have been our first sign. First off, can I, I have a love hate relationship with ricotta anyways. Yeah. I will say this microwaved ricotta. I know, but this is the best way I can describe it. If you've ever had microwaved ricotta, it's got this very acidic undertone. Why would you put ricotta in the microwave? Microwave lasagna. Oh, okay. Okay, you're right. Go ahead. Yes. So if you ever microwave a lasagna and it has ricotta, it smells and it has this very acidic throw up like smell. Like I don't I don't know if it's just me. Yeah. But it hits me in the back of the throat and it smells exactly like children's vomit. Yeah. That's just exact that's immediately what I connect it with. Yeah. Children's vomit. Ricotta cheese. Mm. If it's cooked in a very specific not okay way yeah i agree so we're making it at my apartment mm-hmm. for some reason and we had been drinking a little bit we definitely been drinking but he made but that it. wasn't the issue i don't know what the issue was honestly because it really seemed like we did everything right jacob did everything right it certainly looked like he knew what he was doing it did but I jacob is very good at that and making is. people making it look like he knows he what he's doing is um, but long story short, it came out like a brick, white concrete throw up. Yes, and it it felt like concrete in your stomach. It was it was, and I probably well, I ate the more worst of it than anybody else. Had. Oh god, it was. I was awful. trying to be nice, and then for some reason we continued to drink. We did. Um, we had a little mini dance party in my um, in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then. I don't know when. Did you throw up in that night or did you throw up the next morning? I didn't throw up that night. Okay, so we threw up the I threw up, up in next... the middle of the night. I think, oh my God, was... you did. I remember I sat up in bed and I heard you puke. And then Just you went once. back to bed. I remember you went, Hoot! and I went, oh, that, that was, was hanging. It. And then, yep. And then the next morning he walks in with a whole ass uncooked pasta noodle. That came out of my body. Yes, and he goes, I just found this in my throw up. Like, I felt it come out too. How? You will not be able to convince me otherwise. I know I felt like, it come out. Literally, how? My body is amazing. I don't know if I reconditioned I I it in my miracle. body. It was like when people find Jesus on a tortilla chip. Honestly, more impressive. More, more impressive than Jesus it, on a tortilla chip. It makes chip. less sense. <laughs> but yet, there's more meaning in it. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, the little ultimate things. rebirth. Yes, it is the it ultimate is. rebirth. It is. And he hath risen. He the hath pasta risen. The pastafarian hath risen. Yes. Yeah. God, spaghetti monster, if you're out there in the sky, give take us a sign. Me. I'm ready. This would I be the perfect time to take over. America is ready for a new revival. Amen. A new awakening. I agree. Yeah. Jesus hasn't been around in a couple thousand years. We're ready for pasta. 
I mean, I like Jesus personally, but I also really like pasta. Oh my God. Can we talk about that interview that you no, had? No, that that's is off confidential. Topic. That's confidential. Okay. Pasta Monster, if you're out there, shoot us a like or we, a retweet. A retweet. Retweet. Find us on um, Spotify. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, hopefully, yes. Yes. and Google Play. And we're still on SoundCloud for now. Um, for now. That might change. So, yeah. Um, so, essentially, just find us really easily. It's KBR Radio, Old Friends. Old Friends, our new name. Old we did change it to make it more friends. specific. And if you really want a little, like... Um, did you know there is a KBR Sports? I, there's actually a lot of KBRs. We're yeah. down on the list. We are down on the list. But I, I did decide it was maybe a little bit of an, an executive decision. I apologize. You did, yeah. But I did make it more specific. Um, yeah. I changed it from just KBR to KBR colon... Old friends. Old friends, which I like better. Mm. It's cuter. And if you want a good song to go along with that, um, You Can't Make Old Friends by Kenny and Dolly is a bop, and it will make you cry. And it has made me cry, especially since the passing of the great Kenny Rogers. May Did he, he die of rain. corona? No, he was just old and full of things. <laughs> full of whatever. God bless Kenny Rogers um, and his strange plastic surgery ideas. Another great... Old Friends song is Old Friends by Pine Grove, which is on my newest playlist Ooh. that I made on Spotify. It's what I've been listening to. Wow, are you about to plug your own playlist? I can't find it. Oh, I was just point. saying it's something that I've been listening to is Old oh. Friends by Pine Grove. If you want a good bop. It's a sad. It's a sad bop. bop. That's sad. But your other Old Friends song. It's also sad. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little slow. A little melancholy. A little stagnant, yeah. like our like our friendship, our lives I right agree. now. I agree. Waiting for Corona to be over. Stagnant. <sighs> so much. There's something kind of sad and romantic about old friends, like not romantic in like a no, I know, a but like in, a, in like a literary romance way. Yeah, like in a a wanderlust. Yeah. Kind of way. Very um. Stoic. Yes. A little like knights, you know. Yes. Yeah. Medieval. Speaking of knights, I just started Ivanhoe. Ivanhoe, which is the Scottish answer to Robin Hood, apparently. Robin Hood, apparently. I didn't realize that. Um, but love the Scotch. The Scots, you mean? No, the Scotch. That's it's Scotch. both. It's it's a denominator for both. It's like that's confusing. No, a lot of places have different mm, denominators. I like Scots better. Scotch makes me think of it's like alcohol. it's like the Finns and the Finnish. And the Finnish, oh, yeah. Hmm. But I've never heard them called the Finns. I call them the Finns sometimes. Mm, like, confusing. they're the Finns. There are lots of different denominations like that. Okay, well, if it um, was up to me. If I was dictator, as my father would say. If you were a dictator, we just have one for everyone. I agree. Like the English, the British. I know those are two separate identities, but still. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, Ivanhoe. Ivanhoe. I literally got three pages in. Huh, what do you think of it? What do you think it's of the Scotch? pretty interesting. Um, they're just kind of telling us about the background, and it's honestly very similar. Like, Richard's off fighting the Crusades. People are doing whatever the fuck they want, you know? It's just general setup. Just I literally just started it, because mm. I finished I finished rereading How Green Was My Valley last night. Is that by is, the Llewellyn guy? Yes. Which is... He's oh, Welsh. Oh, yeah. The entire story is ultra-Welsh. It's literally just, like, him. It's not him, but it's a little boy growing up in a Welsh mining neighborhood. Yeah. And it is the most beautiful book you'll ever read. Like, 100% would recommend. I don't mind the Welsh. Okay. I really don't. Little Socialist, love that. And they're fighting the power that's, like, right next door. Terribly colonized, oppressed people. Welsh, mm. if you're listening, rise up. You do not need the English as much as they tell you that you do. Mm. Fight the power. Be your own little socialist principality. Do your own thing. That's the American way. 
It is the British. Have you ever seen a Christmas Carol? The Muppets Christmas Carol? Yes. Oh my God. Where the it's Sam the Eagle is the headmaster and he's talking to little Scrooge and he's like, you will be a fine man of business. It is the American way. And then Conzo comes out because he's Charles Dickens and he's like, no, Sam. It is the British way. <laughs> it was I love great. It. I love it when movies like break the fourth <laughs> wall or whatever you call it. Oh like God. not too much or it gets weird, but like just yes. a little like. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I could probably quote it verbatim. Yeah. Well, anything else? I no, I think we're... I need to finish an assignment. So... I think we're going to sign off. Yeah. Um, tune in next week. What are we talking about next week? Oh, God only knows. I don't know. God only knows. Find out. Uh, Tune in. I'd like to talk about... Well, never mind. No, what, what do you want to talk no, about? No, I know. No, bye-bye. No, what? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Signing off. Bye.